0: Hello, Digital Cathedral family. Brace yourselves for an awe-inspiring journey on Don Keefley's podcast. Take a seat, find your comfort, and let's plunge into the heart of the divine. The November 12th message is The Recipe to Co-Create Part 2, Separation for Clarification.
1: Good morning, Digital Cathedral family. Once again, it's good to be with you. Uh, I'm excited this morning. Every week that I come over here to be with you i'm I'm just pumped up i'm excited with what i what I got to share. I have felt that way my whole life on Sunday morning that when I show up at church it's like, man, this is the teaching. this is the message that's going to flip them they're going to see some stuff they've never seen before that's going to make their life better than it's ever been before and i I just feel that. I guess maybe a religion would call it anointing, I, I, maybe that's it, I don't know. I just am excited, I'm happy to be here. And I guess the day that that, uh, that feeling goes, it's time to quit, right? I'm a long way from that, believe me, I'll tell you for sure. Been two scriptures rolling around in my mind before I get into the teaching this morning, although they're very tied to, to what I want to get across today. One is Romans chapter 12 and verse two, it says this, do not be conformed to this world. And the world there he's talking about are the systems, the culture, uh, the normal, the way everybody's running, the way everything is being done. He said, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. thought about that this week and I've come to the conclusion (laughs) This is going to knock your hat in a crick right at the beginning of the teaching this morning. I've come to the conclusion God's not trying to perfect you in this earthly walk. He's not trying to make you a better person, necessarily. He's not trying to do something within you uh, that's going to make you uh, successful by this world's systems. What he's actually doing is bringing you out of this system into an entirely different system from this world, from this, this way of functioning and operating into an entirely different one. When Jesus prayed in John chapter 17, verse 16, he said, Father, they are not of the world, even as I'm not of the world. So there's an entirely new world that's opening up to us. And I think with this this tremendous Reformation that's going on all over the world with, with the grace and unconditional love and seeing God in a way we've never seen him before as a, the father of everybody. Paul saw it. He said that there's one God and Father above all, who's through all and in all. And now it's just taken us 2,000 years to begin to catch up with some of the things that, that Paul said when he wrote his letters. All right. We're on a little three-week trip, so keep that in mind. Just keep that in mind as I go through some things this morning. I just wanted to set your your thought pattern to where my thought pattern has been this week is that he's transforming us out of any, um, any need to feel successful or perfect in this world. He's just taking you and he's beginning to pull blinders off and he's beginning to show you there's another dimension. There's another state of consciousness, a higher level that he has designed us to live in. We're in a three-week journey right now. I tried to prep you for five weeks, the five Sundays of October. If you're watching this at another time, it was the five previous weeks to last Sunday. I tried to prep you for five weeks and lay some foundation down to get to where I wanted to go last Sunday, this Sunday, and as well as next Sunday. I'm taking three weeks. And the theme of what I want to do is this. I want to, in in the title of of the little three-part is the recipe to co-create. And this morning, we're going to talk about separation for clarification. I'll tell you what that that means and where I'm going with that in just a minute. I don't necessarily like the word create. I don't think we create anything. I I can't create a tree. I can't create another plant. I don't think we create. Actually, what we do is we, we manifest. We have the ability. And I talked to you a whole week about the authority we have is sonship. I talked to you uh, in an entire week about uh, how grace trumps religious labor, that my grace and sonship and uh, all the things that I've, I talked about those five weeks, we're set in a position. We're in a position. We're coming out of this world into another world, and we're set in a position now, I wouldn't call it creating, although that's the best word I could think of. we're actually manifesting. He's teaching us how to bring from the unseen to the seen, from the invisible to the visible. Now, before I get into what I want to say this morning, let me just go back last week and just do a real quick summary. I hope you listened to it a couple of times because what I taught last week is extremely important to where we're gonna go this morning, and next week's gonna cap the whole thing off. We're gonna put the cherry on the Sunday next week. Whatever you do, do not miss next week. You're gonna miss the whole thrust, the whole emphasis of what I've been spending seven or eight weeks to try to set you up for. Last week we bought what I called Revelation for Illumination. A revelation is something that you see that maybe you didn't see in a way you saw before, and illumination means to simply shine light. So I hoped last week I shined some light on some areas and some things that maybe you hadn't seen before or from a perspective or dimension that was new to you. We base it on two scriptures. We base it, first of all, on Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1, which says this, Faith is the substance of things hoped for, and it is the evidence of things not seen. Faith is an evidence and a substance. But you can't see it. It's of those things that you hoped for. And we drew, uh, we put some revelation for illumination and told you that it, notice that the hoped is past tense. Faith does not work in what you hope for. It's faith is the substance of things hoped, past tense. If you're still hoping, then it's not faith. And I've encountered this my entire life as being a pastor, that people were always hoping for something. I'm hoping to be healed. I'm hoping to get the new job. I'm, I'm hoping to be successful. I'm hoping that uh, as I start the business, I'll know what to do. See, that's all futuristic. Hope is future. Faith is, is now. Now faith is the substance of what you once hoped for, but is now the substance and the evidence of what you don't see. As we learn how to to co-create or manifest, bring from the visible to the invisible, this whole whole dimension of faith is extremely important. So just hold that in mind. We brought some revelation for illumination on that last week. Then the second scripture we talked about was 2 Corinthians chapter four and verse 18. And it says this, while we look not at the things that are seen, But the things that are unseen. Because the things that are seen, the things that are part of this world system, part of the culture, part of what he's bringing us out of into are temporary. But the things that are not seen, faith is a substance of things hoped for, evidence of things not seen. The things that are not seen are eternal. So all we did last week was we just we just shine some light on that. And I hope that maybe at least you saw that what you hope for is not faith faith is what you hoped for but now possess faith always possesses faith always possesses it's a substance it's an evidence but the problem is you can't see it and that's where that's where the 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 dilemma has been that's where the bump in the road has been for most people is i can't see it so how how do i how do i grab a hold of it well Next week we're going to bring this thing to a climax, and before we're done next week, on next Sunday morning's teaching, you're going to fully understand how you can bring from the unseen to the seen, from the uh, unvis- invisible to the visible. Now this morning we're going to we're going to take this just a little step further.
2: Now last week, what what we want to
1: do is take those two verses, <clears throat> right, that we brought. Revelation for illumination, and if you remember last week, we, we took and drew an imaginary line based on Hebrews 11, 1, 2 Corinthians 4, 18. We drew an invisible line, and we, we put above the line everything that is unseen, which is the eternal. We put that above the imaginary line. And then below that line, we placed the seen and the temporary. Now it's extremely important. I want, I want you to see above the line, I want you to see below the line. Above the line is what you cannot see. Well, let, let me just let me expand on it a little bit. Above the line is the eternal, it's the unseen. Below the line is the temporary, the seen. Above the line is, I am already. Below the line is, I am becoming. Above the line is faith. I possess it now. Below the line is hope. I I sure would like to have it someday. Above the line is the tree of life. Below the line is the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Above the line is the kingdom of God, which is unchangeable. It does not vacillate. It does not vary. It is fixed. Below the line is the kingdoms of men, the systems of the world. It's changeable. It fluctuates. It varies. It's not. Uh, it's not substantiated by consistency. It's one way today, another way tomorrow. Above the line is spirit. Below the line is soul. Above the line is every everything that pertains to life and godliness. And below the line are full of needs. Now, when you are transformed out of this system, you're transformed out of functioning below the line to function above the line. That's, that's a whole new world. That's a whole new dimension. What I want to do this morning is to take that revelation for illumination, where we've got, we we saw, and I want you to keep these two dimensions separate in your mind, above the line, below the line. Above the line, again, is unseen. It's eternal. It's I am already. Everything I possess, kingdom of God, stability. And below the line are the systems of the world. It's what you see. It's what you perceive. It's I hope to become. It's futuristic. It's the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. I function by my five physical senses and the data that it feeds to my mind. And I make decisions. So what I want to do this morning is take that revelation for illumination that is above the line and bring some separation for clarification. I want to take those two realms, those two dimensions, and I want to separate them and I want to clarify them because of what I'm going to do next week. you you got to have these fixed in your mind, and there's some very basic solid reasons why we must do that why it's important to make a distinction in our consciousness or to distinguish between what we see what we don't see what is visible what is invisible what is above the line and what is below the line what is eternal and what is temporary now next week we're going to we're going to move from revelation for illumination which was last week beyond separation for clarification which is this week And next Sunday morning, I'm going to bring you a unification for cooperation. We're actually going to bring the two dimensions together. And the end game is to help you move what is from the unseen to the seen, from what is above the line to below the line, from what is invisible to visible to manifest what you need. Everything you need is above the line. And the unseen. It's the substance, the evidence. You just can't see it, but doesn't make it any less real. Are we tracking together this morning? So this morning we're just gonna we're we're just gonna bring some separation for clarification. And the scripture I want to launch off from is Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 12. And it says this for the word of God is sharp and quick. That means it's it's alive It's not talking about Bible here. He's talking about the word that God speaks to you And it's going to be imperative you understand this because of next week when he speaks a word to you it is quick It's alive. It's sharp and it divides Spirit from soul it divides the two dimensions. The spirit is above line soul is below the line mind will and emotions It it separates them that it may prove What is the good, the acceptable will of God? Now, the word divide asunder there is the Greek word maresmos. And it means to disunite or to separate. So what I'm going to do this morning is I'm going to separate for clarification that which I said was above the line that we drew in our minds, our imagination, and that which is below the line. Now, for most of our life, all of us. And some many of us are still living below the line. But the Father is pulling back the veil. Maybe that's why those scriptures were rolling around in my mind all week long. Romans chapter 12 verse 2. Not to be conformed to this world which is below the line. But be transformed. Shoot above the line by the renewing of your mind. Seeing it different. Getting a different perspective. Coming to a higher level of consciousness. And And I'm not trying to flood you with a bunch of New Age terms. There's nothing wrong with those terms. They've been hijacked, Not like meditation. Meditation been hijacked. Meditation's important. It's rolling it over and chewing over something that the Father reveals to you. The Word of God is quick and sharp, the Word that He speaks to you. When He speaks a word to you, you don't have to message somebody, and say, what does this mean? You meditate it, and the Spirit of Truth draws truth out of it for you, and then it divides What is of spirit and what is of soul? What is eternal and what is temporary? How to be transformed by it and not conformed to the systems of the world. So for most of us, all of our life, we lived below the line. We had needs. We had problems. We were trying through the tree of the knowledge of good and evil to uh, come up with solutions by what was logical, what was rational, what our senses were telling us. But we're moving. There's a just a tremendous shift going on today. And we're moving from the seen, from the temporary, from the I am becoming, from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and we're moving into the kingdom. We're moving into the eternal. We're moving by uh, responding to the tree of life. We're learning how to function out of the unseen and bring that unseen into the scene. So why is it important? Why am I spending an entire Sunday morning, why am I spending an entire session to bring a merismos, to bring a separation to what is above the line from what is below the line? And then next week we're going to bring them together. But it's important that I give you some. Last week, Revelation for Illumination, looked at those scriptures, drew a line, put two dimensions shined the light on it, brought some understanding, and now it's important this morning that we separate them for clarification, separation for clarification. So just, just walk with me. Just stay with me. Trust the process. Believe me, I know where I'm going with this. I know where I'm going with it. The, the, last week and this week are different, a little bit different from a lot of the teachings I do. Most of the teachings I do, I bring to a conclusion at the end of that particular teaching. Whereas this teaching is is running in three divisions or three parts, three segments. So I'm not bringing a conclusion until next week. Stay with me. Again, trust the process. So why is it, why is it important that we bring separation to clarification between above and below the line, between the eternal and the temporary? between the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, the tree of life, between this world's systems uh, that are evident and appear and have dominated our thinking because God's God's moving us into an entirely new world. Paul put it like this. He says, you have been delivered from the power of darkness and you have been translated into the kingdom of his dear son. You've been in the kingdom of God the whole time. You just didn't know it, didn't know how to function in it. Nobody taught you how to function in it, and I'm teaching you. I'm sharing with you the revelation that I have up to this point. I've done a little teaching on some of this in the past, but I see more. I've experienced more. And as I see more and experience more, I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm going to come over here and I'm going to share with you everything that I see and everything that I know. Everything that the Father shows me, I'm going to show to you. So why do we bring separation for clarification? I'm going to give you three reasons this morning why it's important that we keep those two dimensions separate in our mind. Number one is this. God has designed or wired the kingdom to work by faith. It's been foreign to us. And there are people teaching the kingdom today with tree of of the knowledge of good and evil means. They're trying in themselves to make it happen. Telling people they better belly up, they better better, uh, get disciplined, they better all kinds of do's and don'ts, and this is the way and this is the formula. Listen, God wired the kingdom to work by faith. And that's been a huge obstacle because going back, Hebrews 11, it's the substance of things hoped for. It's evidence you can't see. And nobody has been able to show us or teach us how to connect what we see with what we don't see and to bring from that realm that, that possesses everything we want. Everything that God has created in six days is above the line. You just can't see it. And nobody's taught us how to connect above with below. We're going there, brother and sister. So stay with me. So first, first reason I need to separate these for clarification is because God has designed this kingdom to work by faith. Not your faith. Not your faith. We live by the faith of the Son of God. See, our faith is in His faith. Maybe that's why I said I don't like the word uh, creator for us. I'm not a creator. I have faith in His faith, of what he's created above the line. Now, it's not your faith, it's his faith. Our faith is in his faith. Let me just reiterate that. Maybe I should read, here's how Abraham functioned in it. Romans chapter 4. Romans chapter 4, and I'm just going to read a couple of verses here, and I want you to see how Adam actually functioned in this faith that was not his. It was God's faith. Romans chapter 4 verse 20 says this speaking of Abraham he did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief so he didn't he didn't he wasn't operating below the line unbelief is below the line i i can't believe it unless you sh- i i see it you show it to me before i believe it he did not operate below the line in unbelief but was strengthened in faith giving glory to God so what what is he saying here in his, in his 20th verse, he said his faith was strong. Now, what made his faith strong? Verse 21 tells us why the faith of Abraham was so strong. Being fully convinced that what, he, that what God had promised, God was able to perform. That's, a, that's another way of saying that Abraham's faith was in the ability and the faith of God. Abraham didn't have any confidence in his ability to perform. And I know that a lot of us have been instructed in church to build our faith to perform. You cannot perform. Our faith is in his faith. We trust in him. Our confidence is in him. Exactly what Abraham said uh, in, in Romans chapter 4, verse 20, 21, that he was strong in faith. He was so confident in God's ability to produce that he was strengthened in faith. Now, again, faith is above the line. Faith is in the dimension of unseen. It is, it is evidence. It is substance. But it's above the line. You can't see it. We have, we have the privilege. One of the mysteries that's coming about today is that we have the privilege to see through the seen into the unseen. What do I, what do I mean by that? What? Why is that such a good privilege? Because we can discern from the Father's above-the-line perspective. He's teaching us to see everything through his eyes. His perspective is always above the line. It's always from the eternal. It's always from the substance and the evidence, even though it's not seen. So he wants us to begin to look and see like he sees what is taking place in the scene below the line, and live not moved by it, but live by what he sees from above the line that he's projecting below the line. Faith already has it. Faith's got it now. Not because of my faith or confidence, but because of his. So he's saying, come up higher. I want you to come up higher. I want you to see from the perspective of above the line to below the line from the eternal down to the temporary, and I want you to see what I am working from the higher dimension to the lower dimension. And as we do that, then our faith becomes strengthened in his faith, and our confidence soars, and there will be a point that you know, that you know, that you know that what is unseen, what is invisible, all of a sudden now belongs to you. And the connectors that I give you next week is going to help you to have a, I don't know, elevator, stairway, I'm not sure. A connector. That's the best way. Is a connector between those two dimensions. And I will, I will show you, I'll give you some inside information that I have worked. I'm not gonna, I'm not, this isn't theory. I'm, I'm teaching these three weeks on things I've experienced. And I will share a couple little testimonies with you next week. I'm sure, this is what the Father showed me. This is what I'm functioning in. So faith above the line is not restricted. Here's the point. Faith above the line, the substance, the evidence, is not restricted by what you see below the line. It's in, another, it's in another world. That's why he's taking us from this world, not trying to perfect you here. He's bringing you, see, come up, come up higher. I'm going to show you from a different place exactly what I'm doing below the line, but I want you to see it from above the line so that you grow strong like Abraham and, 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 and you, 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 can, you count it as already being done.
2: Think, think of faith like this.
1: Faith is in full possession of everything that is below the line. Faith is in full possession below the line of
2: everything that is above the line.
1: I'm, I'm just let that settle. Faith is being in full possession below the line of everything that is above the line. All right, in case you haven't separated for clarification yet, below the line, we actually, by faith, possess everything that is above the line. When, when they brought Jesus five loaves and two fish and he fed 20,000 people, he didn't see the insufficiency of what appeared below the line. When they, when they took Jesus to the, to the girl that had died, he didn't see death, which is a below-the-line experience, what he saw was above the line. He saw life. He saw Zoe. In each case, Jesus saw that which was eternal above the line to the ultimate purpose. The Father was working in the visible below the line. He had the perspective from above the line. Now, you're probably going to have to go back and listen to that three, four times to get the impact of it. Because the perception that we're developing has got to come from a dimension, a place, a consciousness that we haven't looked before, and it's from above the line. Why do you think he seated you in heavenly places in Christ Jesus? It's so that he could change the way you see things. You could see things exactly as he does. He was operating. Jesus was operating in a higher realm. He was operating above the line. He was operating in the eternal. He was operating from the tree of life, and he was grabbing that and bringing it below the line. And here's the deal: He invites you to do the same thing. You
2: have every right and authority as a son. Grace is
1: the channel through which it comes. So. Why, why, why is it important that we separate these for clarification? Separation for clarification. Last week, revelation for illumination. This week, separation for clarification. Next week, we're going to do unification for cooperation. So number one reason why we want to keep these mares most separated, disunited, is because he has designed and wired the kingdom to work by faith,
2: which is above the line. Number two,
1: separation for clarification is important because it enables us to understand our authentic true identity. Your authentic true identity is not below the line. Your identity below the line is what people have tagged you with, it's your education, your job, your financial status. Man, those things are all subject to change. I learned a long time ago, the people that build you up and give you this great identity that you're like a superstar or somebody special, they're the same people that will tear you down, rip you up, and kick you to the curb. If your identity is based below the line, I'm telling you, it fluctuates. Everything below the line is temporary. We do not look at the things that are seen because they are temporary. They're subject to change. They vacillate. They are not the same very long. And we've been groomed by our culture, by our family, by our teachers to get an identity that is below the line. Maybe you're a step ahead of everybody, so you see yourself that way. Maybe you're a professional with more degrees than a thermometer. So you have an identity. See, a lot of my peers have their identity as a pastor, apostle, bishop. You take that away from them. They don't know who they are. Because their identities stemmed from the wrong place. The focus is to become good enough to receive what is above the line. So that if I'm a superstar, then certainly God ought to smile on me and give me what I need. So I'm striving continually below the line to earn and merit what is above the line because of who I am, what I've accomplished. We're always trying to become and receive below the line methods. By earthly
2: means, that which is above the line. And it doesn't work.
1: See, all kinds of seminars. And, and uh, you can make it. And you're a God. And, uh, you know, you're, you're super, super good. And you deserve this. And you merit this. No, 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 no. That's, that's not where we live. That's not, that's not our dimension. So we're separating this for clarification. I want you to get your identity from above the line.
2: Son of God is is identification above the line.
1: That's who who you are. You are not who you be. Excuse me. You are not what you do. You are who you be. What what you do does not establish your identity. Who you be as a son establishes your identity. Trying Trying to merit and earn everything from below the line is not the way God's economy works. It's backwards. In the, in, the, in the seen realm, we become and, and receive because in the unseen, we already are and we already possess.
2: Can I say that to you again?
1: We're, with what we're talking about. Last week, this week, next week. In the seen realm, we become and we
2: receive and possess because in the unseen we
1: already are <laughs> our identity is above the line and that qualifies us to move from the unseen to the seen
2: not by your merits not by your job not by your
1: position not by your degrees all below the line subject to change they can be a big deal today and no deal tomorrow see below the line
2: below the line we try to teach people uh, you know,
1: how to function. Let me say it like this. Below the line, we give people a fish. But when you function from above the line, you learn how to fish. And learning how to fish means you can take, no matter where you're at or what circumstances, and you're able to, to thrive and survive because you can bring from the invisible into the visible. As we learn and rest above the line, the Father manifests in the scene below the line. It's just getting, our perce- getting us to where we're conscious of where our real world is. That's what I'm trying to get at this morning. That's why I'm separating this for clarification. We need to understand where the real dimension is that we function and we live. And it's not on this world system, you guys. This world system is crumbling all around us. Everything that can be shaken will be shaken so that that which remains is that which cannot be shaken. That's how grace rolls. I, I, I told you, you know, it's one day of favor is better than a lifetime of labor. And God has direct deposited all of the grace and favor in the universe into your life. It's an unseen, but we're learning how to pull it out. Uh, that's how grace rolls. See, you, you already are. You're not trying to become. Let me show you both sides of the coin here. Hope I'm making sense to you this morning. I've been meditating and hoping all week long that uh, I would really be able to communicate. Everything, everything I do is based on my ability to communicate. I'd like to think I'm a good communicator. So, I hope I'm breaking this down. I've been trying to break this down step by step by step, so that when we arrive next week and I talk to you about connectors bringing the unseen to the scene how you actually do this and i I don't want it to be a formula. I don't want it to be a step one, two, three. I want you to see it as a process, and the father the father may well tweak the process for you because we're all individuals, but I'm going to share with you the process that he has unveiled and unpacked to me that I function in. All right, here's, here's how both work. Here's how I'll both work. You already are. You're not trying to become, and yet at the same time you are developing. Watch this. Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 14. It
2: says, By one offering he has perfected forever those that are being perfected. or by one offering, he has sanctified
1: or separated, that's a better word, those that are being sanctified. So there's, there's two sides of this coin. There's objective, subjective. Objective, everything above the line is yours. Everything belongs to you. Objectively, you're a full manifesting son of God. Below the line, you're learning how to ha- handle it and how to make it happen. And that's the process we're in today. We're learning how to make it happen. See He's already perfected us above the line, and he's bringing below the line that perfection that we already have above the line. See, you already are, First John 4:17 as he is in this world. That's above the line. But he's working that out below the line. And now we're beginning to manifest. See we're begin- this is so good, man. We're beginning to manifest being as Jesus is in his present world. Doesn't mean I'm Jesus. I'm not the firstborn among many brethren. I'm not the, the, the second member of the Godhead, but in functioning below the line, in, in, in this world system, I'm able now to be as Jesus and bring from the, the system that God designed, the kingdom, I'm designed and, and, and empowered and have ability by his faith, not mine, to bring it down and move it below the line. We're starting to manifest that, and as that matures, we're going to see more and more and more below the line, what we have above the line. It's a process. It's not a snap your fingers. It's not a microwave experience. It's a learning. It's a journey. Are you Are you with me? It's It's breaking out. It's going to increase. That's the point it's going to increase all right number three here's why we want to bring separation for clarification first of all we said we want to separate to clarify because his kingdom operates on faith his kingdom operates on those things that are above the line and they are manifest below the line second thing we said is because we learn our authentic identity is not below the line it's not what people assigned you our authentic identity is above the line until you understand what is above the line you'll never know who you are You'll be guessing who you are. I'm telling you who you are this morning. It's all above the line. <laughs> you are a son. You're a manifester. You're, you're a co-creator with the Father, if I can use that term. All right, number three. Separation of above the line, below the line. Clarification. Separation for clarification is important because, and this is so important, because the Father designed you to find your fulfillment, your happiness, and your destiny above the line. Now I enjoy a lot of things below the line. There's a lot of, there's a lot of good things. There's a lot of fun things. And I don't think God wants you to be a stick in the mud and not enjoy anything. I'm gonna give you two examples. It's probably gonna show you how carnal I am. Some of you may say I'm sinful. I there was a day I'd have thought I couldn't have been saved, but I'm gonna tell you there's a lot of things that are enjoyable below the line. You should enjoy I'm Two quick examples my run my two running buddies, my best friends in the ministry, Steve McVeigh and Malcolm Smith when you know we do the conferences together whenever I'm together with Steve, and I'm not with him as often as I'd like to be, but whenever Steve and I get together, we smoke a cigar. I can almost tell you Steve's going to want to go to the cigar bar or right and when I, when Malcolm comes up from Bandera to Houston which he does every so often. His wife from Houston, grandkids are up here. He always calls me, says, let's go to lunch. And I love going to lunch with Malcolm. Malcolm, if I go to lunch with Malcolm, I almost assure you we're gonna go to one of the better steakhouses in Houston. That's, Malcolm loves it. And we're gonna have a filet, a baked potato, and salad. And with that meal, we will have a glass of wine. Now, if you're gonna judge me, Smoke a cigar with Steve, have a glass of wine with Malcolm, so be it. Those are all below-the-line things. But invariably, watch this. Somebody messaged me and said, I don't like it when you say watch this. So check this out. (laughs) Check this out. With with the conversation, when we smoked a cigar, with the conversation that goes with it, or at lunch, a three-hour lunch with Malcolm, which are always three hours, Invariably, with either one of those, the conversation turns and the revelation turns above the line. So we may, may be functioning with a below-the-line experience, but where the focus and consciousness is above the line. You know, do you know why that is? Because that's where our ultimate satisfaction, and the three of us understand, that's that's where it's happening. That's where it's at right now. This is what the Father is doing. And we're beginning to grasp what Jesus meant when in, in John chapter 6 and verse 35. And I probably should read that. We're starting to grasp what Jesus was getting at there. Hope y'all don't think I'm too carnal. Hope y'all don't think I lost my salvation, my sonship, because I smoke a cigar with Steve and have a glass of wine with Malcolm. If you do, God bless you. I'm free. <laughs> John chapter 6, verse 35. All right, here I'm beginning to understand what Jesus said here. He said, I am the bread of life. That's above the line. He who hungers, he who believes in me shall never hunger. No, it says he who comes to me will never hunger. I am the bread of life, above the line. He who comes to me will never hunger. Blow the line. So Jesus I'm, I'm taking what's above the line, bringing it down here. Then
2: he says, whosoever believes in me shall
1: never thirst. Believing in him is just um, agreeing or responding to the revelation of who he is. And the more that you do that, then you're never going to thirst. Your needs are met. That's what he's trying to say. He's trying to say I'm I am this above the line and if you can grasp it, then below the line it's going to manifest. So no, no matter how good the living gets below the line, no matter how successful you are, it does not approach by any stretch of the imagination the life eternal or the mysteries of the spirit that bring us truth and revelation, and an unveiling of above the line and how to bring the two together. See, we are, we are programming ourselves
2: for failure if we try
1: and produce through pump, push, pull. And I could, I could assign a lot of religious words to those, but I think you understand what I'm saying. By efforts, striving, rules, laws, regulations. You can, you cannot. If we try to make it happen through formulas, we try to, we, we, we try to make manifest what is only above the line. It, it does not work. It's short-lived. And that's why so many people are frustrated today. They've tried every earthly method they can think of to try to bring the happiness, the joy, the revelation that is above the line that is only brought as we bring the invisible to the visible, the unseen to the seen. A life of faith, a life of true identity, a life of fulfillment are all based above the line in the unseen. So that fulfillment, that, that thing that, that cranks our engine, is there. The problem is we can't see it with our natural eyes, but we want it. And we've heard all kind of teaching for years about who we are in Christ, but nobody ever told us how to move who we are in Christ into the realm of living. Do Do you know what's in the unseen? Do Do you know what's in the invisible? Let Let me Let me tell you. And I read this scripture every once in a while, but since we're just separating for clarification this morning, Second Peter chapter one verse two it says, "Grace and peace be multiplied." to you in the knowledge of, of God and, 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 and of our Lord Jesus Christ. So he's saying to you, okay, grace and peace be multiplied. He's setting a, he's setting a, a line to think. He's set, setting a, a plumb line here. It says, as his divine power, and you get this understanding through the knowledge of him, comes to you by grace. You, you learn to live in Peace as his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called you by glory and virtue. So he's saying, you, got, you have it. It's already been direct deposited. The problem is you just can't see it. But he said, I'm going to tell you how you tap it. It's through, it's through the knowledge of him who called you by glory and virtue. So there is a way. There is a, a means whereby we can tap it. I, I, let me read verse 4. By which you have been given exceeding great and precious promises. Promises are not walking through here. Somebody said, well, there's two, 3,000 promises. No, the promises are what he speaks to you. And the promises come to you. Let's a little, little preview for next week. The promises come to you through the mind of Christ, which you possess All right now just hold that that you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world, this system, the system of c, the temporary the fluctuating i' I'm happy you know based on circumstances he's delivered you out of that in the whole scenario that is is generated by lust. And that doesn't mean sexual. It just means an inordinate drive to achieve or to obtain. Let me read that for you out of the Passion Translation. All right. This is really good. You want to know what you got? Let me tell you what you got. May grace and perfect peace cascade over you as you live in the rich knowledge of God and of our and of Jesus our Lord. Everything we could ever need for life and godliness, I love the way he puts this, everything you need for life and godliness has already been deposited in us by his divine power. Again, the problem is you can't see it, can't get your hands on it, but you're gonna, you're gonna. For all this was lavished upon us through the rich experience of knowing him who has called us by name and invited us to come to him through a glorious manifestation of his goodness. Now you can, there's an insight here. Just, let me just diverge a minute. It all comes to us through a glorious manifestation of his goodness. That's why you need to, to get alone with him. That's why you need to spend time alone. Shut down the noise, the television, uh, get off your phone and just be quiet and spend time with him. That's how, that's how the revelation of his goodness comes and his grace, his nature, all that he's imparted to you. As a result of this, the manifestation of his goodness, as a result of this, he has given us magnificent promises that are above all price. So that through the power of these tremendous promises, you can be, you can experience partnership with the divine nature. That's who we are. We are partners with the divine nature. A partaker, if you please. So those those two versions. I, I especially love the Passion translation. God's unseen eternal kingdom is within you. That's what the Passion said. It's been direct. Deposited into your life. You don't have to strive for it, believe for it, have faith for it. His faith put it within you. Everything we ever need, everything we want, everything we desire to live the abundant life, the fulfilled life, the over the top life that Jesus ever intended for us to live is already within us. Now remember, we're separating for clarification. One more, one more little verse of scripture here. First Corinthians chapter two. We're separating for clarification. Don't, don't lose the focus here. As it is written, eye has not seen, nor has ear heard, blow the line, nor has it entered the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those that love Him. See, when He talks about has not entered the heart of man, He's talking about through what you see and what you hear. The five physical senses. The five physical senses have not given us inwardly what we want to see. The things which God has prepared for those that love him. Now here we go. Verse 10. But God has revealed them to us through his spirit above the line. He has revealed above the line what below the line could not show us. We're separating this for clarification. I want you to get this this line of demarcation so well fixed in you. For the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except the Spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. Pay particular attention to verse 12. Verses 9, 10, and 11. He's talking about above the line, below the line. can't know below the line. What's above the line is revealed by the Spirit above the line. Now, he just kind of brings this all into focus in verse 12. Now, we have not received the spirit of the world. That's not your focus. He's brought you out of this, out of this world. But the spirit, above the line, who is from God, that we might know the things which have been freely direct deposited, which have been freely given to us by God. How do we know everything that's been given to us by God? Above the line, by spirit. By spirit. The spirit's going to connect. Spirit's going to show you next week exactly how we we break this down. It's all been given to us freely. So we we have by spirit got a revelation for illumination. Last week. This week we brought some separation for clarification. So the million dollar question is how do we move that which is in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3, everything that pertains to life and godliness. How do, we, how do we move that? How do we get it into the scene? How do we get it into the visible? I, I, I live below the line. No doubt about it. My feet's on planet Earth. It's on terra firma. But what I desire, what I need, is above the line, and I desire that. How do I move it? How do I create? How do I manifest below the line what is above? All right, next week. We're going to bring some unification for cooperation. We're going to find, we're going to make the unseen cooperate with the seen. We're going to make the invisible cooperate with the visible. What is above the line? We're going to bring it below the line. I'm going to show you exactly how to do it. There's four connectors that we're going to set on heavy next week. Four connectors from above to below the line that you can practice, that you can bring into focus, that merge the two realms together. Jesus prayed, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Jesus was trying to say, look, I want you to get what is above the line to below the line. What is above the line heaven, I need it to manifest on the earth and there's a way that you can begin to to do this and the spirit of truth will probably tweak it, find it, define it maybe a little different for you. But I'm going I'm to show you what he has shown to me. Your spirit and the Father's spirit are one. They flow together. There's no reason why we can't have everything that pertains to life and godliness. Jesus came to show us how to bring those two dimensions together. To live fully as a manifested son. In him, the fullness of the Godhead was in bodily form. Colossians 2:9, verse 10 says, "And you're complete in in Him. Everything we have is because we are in Him. Apart from Him, I do nothing. But in Him, I do all things." You're included in verse 10. So next week we're going to bring this whole thing together. Man, I've been I've been I've been preaching real good for about seven weeks now. And next week we're going to bring it to the zenith of what I believe the Father is showing us today, that we can fully flow in and function in and bring manifestation. So you don't want to miss it. See you then. God bless you, and we'll see you Wednesday night at The Secret Place. And when we're done here, you can go over and catch me on the Now Network. I'm doing all fundamental basic grace stuff there because they they don't know, have any idea over on that network. So we're, we're going Grace 101. God bless you. Have a great week. See you next time.
0: Thanks for lending us your ears. Just a quick reminder. Our digital cathedral on YouTube gives subscribers the privilege of a front row seat every week. It's a place where our collective excitement amplifies. If you're ready to give, go to donkeithley.com and click on Donate. Your continuous support propels our growth. And for that, we're immensely grateful. Don't forget to hit that follow button and spread the love by sharing this life-giving message with your friends. Have a week filled with blessings and divine encounters. Until next time, stay in grace.